Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Coming up in this edition of the TV Black Box, a new star is dancing their way onto Studio 10. Today beats Sunrise. Is this the turning point Channel 9 has been waiting for? And what do the panel make of 10's new multi-channel? Welcome to the podcast where people in the TV industry get their news. This is TV Black Box, bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Hello and welcome to another big edition of the TV Black Box. I'm Rob McKnight. You can find me at Rob underscore McKnight. Sarah Monaghan comes to us every week from an undisclosed location in the US, also known as her home on a yacht, Shrimp Tank. Hello. Yeah, thankfully I have an automatic alarm set every Monday morning because it went off and I'm like, what, what, what's going on? It's not 8.30 yet because that's when the in-laws have to come over. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. What a story. What a story. <laughs> uh, we also have the viewer's advocate, Steve Mulk. Search for him at Steve Mulk, simply enough. Hello, Mulk. Hello, Rob. Just remember, this is not a game. Okay. <laughs> now you always do these cryptic messages. Yes. I don't know. Yes, this ain't so cryptic though, because it's for the Channel Seven promo for their new show. Oh, of course it is. SAS yes, Australia friends, right. this is not yeah. a game. It's the very definition of a game, <laughs> you stupid English twat. <laughs> hey, the it. other voice you heard is Benjamin J. Norris on Twitter. Hello, Ben. Hi, guys. Welcome for another week. Don't read the comment section. My advice. (laughs) Actually, no, that's not true. Wait a minute. Don't write on the comment section. Or go write nice things. Yes. Absolutely, Sarah. Write nice things. Or just fuck off. Yes. Thank you, Sarah. You took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, one of the adjectives used in someone's hatred for me on the podcast this week, my partner never heard what that was. So he said, he was like, what does that even mean? And I was like, it's not good. (laughs) 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 All right, let's get into the big stories because there's a lot to talk about. And with less than a week to go before Studio 10 launches its revised format, a traditional two-seater morning show, Channel 10 has announced the new co-host for that particular morning show. Dancing with the Stars judge Tristan McManus will be joining Sarah Harris from Monday. As first reported by TV Black Box, McManus held a secret audition in August at the Channel 10 studios in Sydney. Crew were made to sign confidentiality agreements to ensure secrecy, but it didn't work. Ben, it's going to be a very different show come Monday, the old Studio 10. And I am so excited for this. I am... So excited for Tristan. I think he did a great job on Dancing with the Stars, which I think ultimately was like an Australian audition uh, for us to sort of get used to him. He's really pretty. I have to say that. (laughs) You can't just cast for pretty, though. Channel 7 tried that. Didn't overly work. Mm. Look, I just don't know whether or not I've been this sexually attracted to anyone on Studio 10 before. Sorry, (laughs) Joe Hildebrand. But I I just really... you You know, Sarah and I made occasional appearances... Yeah, I know, but both both of you, for reasons I won't disclose, you have the wrong, uh, 50% of you have the wrong plumbing for me. So let Sarah off the hook with that. I thought you were about to say, and then there's Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is going to be a fun show. Look, I want to go above that because I feel bad about uh, making Tristan just a really, really appealing, sexy man. Um, I just think he's he's really engaging and I think he's really fresh. And you know what was really interesting? You know those mad magazines that used to get that you'd fold into the middle to see what they look like? I I was in a mad magazine, yes. Were you? Yes, they did a whole heap out of things. 
that's, oh, wow. that's actually amazing. Um, I really want to check that out, so you'll have to send that to me. But can I just quickly say, I did the folding of a TV week with the Dancing with the Stars promo picture and Studio 10 and put Sarah Harris and Tristan McManus together and they looked fantastic. Good. So, I, But you know what? Another piece of criticism that I'm going to have brought to the table here is whether or not he can hold a show like this for, you know, it is a long show, but I just think he has really good eye for detail and passion. And I, I have seen him live working in the flesh and he was brilliant. Um, so I hope wish him all the best of good luck. And also stay, don't read the comment section. And I know yeah. that for a fact, cause he deleted his Twitter account last week. And I, um, I'm really happy that he did that because sometimes that can be really distracting when starting a new breakfast show. A bit preemptive of Tristan to cancel his Twitter account, like, you know, before this gig, because based on current numbers, there's not going to be many people that would leave a comment. Sarah, did you have a thought? Well, <laughs> hopefully everyone thinks that he is as pretty as Ben does and mm. tunes in. And maybe he's also starting a new Twitter account fresh just for the show. That's right, a clean one. I think it's <laughs> going to be interesting to let him get past episode one. Sure. You know, there's going to be so much pressure on this guy for the first episode. A lot of people are going to be watching. Um, we know it's going to be a very traditional format. I mean, a lot of more media people. Sure. Mock. Yes. Um, uh, I I am going to give this guy the benefit benefit of the doubt. They've obviously see something in him, and you know he seems like he's got a lot of personality. I wish him the very best. Break a leg, mate. And uh, we'll see what happens. But, Ben, if you want to see him and Sarah together, we actually have footage of it because Sarah did a <gasps> dancing package, yes. a Dancing oh, with the this. Stars package, where he taught her how to dance. And there was some chemistry there. So I yes. would argue that they have possibly picked, if they're going to go the dual header, not a format I agree with. I think there needs to be a point of difference. But if they're going to go down that path, um, he could very well be the right guy. I think it is really difficult for people to walk into these roles and I know that there are so many uh, opinionated and I'm opinionated so that, that happens but I know there's so many opinionated people in media um, that write on things like Media Spy. Can they just let this person evolve into something before you start to over-criticise? Oh, because hell no. You know that's not going to happen, Ben, right? The, the the current taste, particularly around amateur media commentary, and I include myself in that, is that it just happens and people will stick their neck out because everybody wants to be the first person to say it's not going to work. I worked with someone who who literally lived and died by those comments on Media Spy, and I found that to be really difficult to deal with. And I think that that can be really derailing because if you aren't a strong producer, you aren't a strong executive producer, those comments can really derail shows. So, like, I'm talking firsthand with with that, um, but I'm just saying. But that won't I get stop that- them, Ben. I mean, literally this week, I've stopped using Media Spy. I've found it to become uh, just not a place I enjoy anymore. I used to like getting on there and talking about TV. Everyone knew I was black box on Media Spy, um, but I actually have stopped using the platform this week because, and, and I've weathered a lot, a good and bad and ugly on Media Spy. I've had a lot of support on that website, but yeah, um, the fact is, Malk is right. People will criticise, people will have a go, and you know what? Maybe they're entitled to just don't read it. You know, yeah. it's like the comment section of any news story. Don't read the comments. If you are an on-air personality, do not read the comments. Never read the comments. They are nasty, they are vile, and they're not from nice people. So avoid at all costs. I absolutely Mm -hmm. agree that Tristan should be given the opportunity to prove himself in the role, to show what he can do. Uh, And that's, that's, honestly, that's even more than five episodes, right? Like he's got to be given... Like any person, a normal job you walk into, you get three months, right, ultimately, to show that you can do the job, that you're up to the task and blah, 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 blah. I know that TV is more brutal than that. I know that there are less opportunities in that regard. However, yes, he should have the opportunity to do that. Will he be given that? No, because particularly even the the nature of professional commentary is to be sort of the the shark circle looking, looking for blood in the water and trying to find the in and the opportunity 
to just go go a thing. Now, we do it at times as well, and that doesn't make it right. The, the challenge is that we need to try and find the, the sunlight as much as the shade when we're having these conversations about whether or not a show is working or whatever. Alternatively, it's not up to us to justify the decisions of other people oh, and no, we absolutely. are viewers watching a show and critiquing. And I'm we not are running well Channel 10 yet. entitled to do that. But here's the problem for Tristan. The show is about to alienate its current audience of forty to 50,000 viewers a day. So what's going to happen is that they have to really hope that they've got the right format going ahead where they can build on that audience. I feel like they probably thought what we're doing now isn't working. We, we get a high of 60 is a great day. But really, you know, there have been days recently where they've had $40,000, uh, 40,000 viewers a day. Mm. And so here's what's going to happen. They're either going to alienate everyone who loves what Studio 10 was and it's going to sink down even further or they re- will start that hard slog of rebuilding. And I really hope, there's no doubt they had to do something, but this is where Tamara, the executive producer, this is now the show, this can be her show. She's inherited mm. a broken format from when she came in. This is her chance to stamp her authority on what the show is and make it something. And this is the chance to prove itself. And I really do wish them the best of luck. All right, let's move on because we've got a lot to get through. And just when we thought things had settled down on the breakfast TV front, the Today Show has made a monumental turnaround. While Sunrise is still Australia's favourite breakfast program across the five capital cities, the real battle is taking place over on the east coast of Australia, where most sales revenue is generated. On the east coast, today beats Sunrise 195,000 to 181,000 in total people continuing a three-week running streak. Nine's offering also won people 25 to 54, people 16 to 39 and grocery buyers with children. Today continued its winning trend in Brisbane across total people and key demos. The show has now claimed that market for the past eight weeks. Melbourne was a surprise win this week in a market where Sunrise usually dominates with Today claiming victory in total people and all key demos. Malk... What do we make of this? To be honest, many people, including myself, had pretty much written Today's Show off. It's been coming third behind ABC News Breakfast. It's on the comeback trail. It really is in that end. Now, again, it's early days. Let's not just sort yep. of pitch it to say that today's going to win, you know, the the, the, world, the year or whatever. It's, it's, a, it's a long way off that. But the, these, these wins that the show are having... Uh, reflect the fact that there are absolutely more people tasting and testing and hanging around on the Today Show. Um, The really interesting thing is that Melbourne has been won by either ABC or the Today Show for the bulk of this ratings year. Now, I appreciate that the coronavirus has had a big part in it for for some of that because uh, Melbournians have been tuning in to get important news and all of that sort of stuff. However, for... Uh, the Today Show to be winning it, and for and just by the way, today winning in Brisbane, uh, Sunrise has been third, not second, third in the Brisbane market for at wow. least two or three of those weeks. Now that's not a great place to be in. They're doing great business in Sydney. They're obviously killing it in Adelaide and Perth, which is what is helping them. And the fact that they're you know kind of pushing numbers up in in the the broad regard. The interesting thing for mine about this is that there is no one thing, to my casual viewing of the Today Show and of Sunrise, there's no one thing that either show has done right or wrong. I think as much as anything, it is that um, Carl and Ali are leaning in. It is that Sunrise are continuing to do what they do, not in a bad way. They're just continuing to be who they are. Uh, And as um, people's demand, generally speaking, for less COVID-19 news and updates because it's not really happening in breakfast. All of the updates coming out of the state leaders are happening from 9 o'clock onwards. It doesn't affect the 7 to 9 a.m. market, which is where, you know, we get these ratings for for the breakfast shows. They're just looking for, you know, general news, what's happening in my area, and they're after entertainment, lightness, and there are still people that, you know, people are still going to work and stuff. So it's not, let's sit down and watch it all. I'll tell you, as a viewer, I mean, I've got my four monitors going as I start prepping the Ben Robin Robbo show and I've got my big monitor that I put the sound up Mm -hmm. on. And for a long time recently I was on ABC News Breakfast, really enjoying that. But now 
I am turning on the Today Show. I'm loving the chemistry between Carl and Ali. I think the way they're utilising Alex Cullen works a treat. Yep. And I find, I think weather is still a weakness. But yes. overall, mm-hmm. I think that they're delivering a great great content. I feel informed at the end of it. Carl isn't trying the the the, start, the, the stunts to try and get viral videos on news.com.au. Mm-hmm. He's actually being serious. And if there is something viral, it's a natural thing where I felt he got a bit too try hard for a bit. But I'm loving the show. I, I it think- makes me wonder, Rob, if there's been, and I say this unknowingly, if there has been a change in some of the key producing staff or the key producing team behind the scenes of today that maybe that's starting to have some effect. Now, there may not be. They may have just gone, the stuff we've been trying hasn't been working, let's do it like this. I think they've been evolving. Absolutely. And I know Darren Wick and Steve Burling have really been focused on it and I think they've obviously are a good team and they're coming up with a good show. And full credit to Wiki and Burlow, they have not shied away from supporting that team. They have absolutely stuck their neck out and said, look, like always, okay, we're going to roll this one out. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely. That's what any kind of television where you're putting in, what are we, uh, three and a half to four and a half hours a morning, five Mm. days a week. That's a lot of TV. Um, So anybody that's pumping that out, there's going to be good days and bad days. Uh, And that's why we string it across. But, Ben, you'd have to be a stupid man to underestimate Michael Pell because he will not go down without a fight. He's a clever operator and he will be doing everything in his power to keep Sunrise at number one. Yeah, but then also for himself, like he's obviously going to want to graduate to something else beyond Mm. this. I kind of felt like, you know, he would have left it at its really high level and I think that might have been a smart move for him to pivot into other programming. I would have liked to have seen him to see what he can do in more nighttime formats, like even with a reality show. I think he could have fully helmed a big brother or fully helmed something that he could sink his teeth into. He certainly does understand people. Um, But I think also we have to remind ourselves that there was a real flavour with Carl Stefanovic when he came back to the Today Show, like he was Encino Man that had been defrosted. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) there's an 80s reference, kids. But, you know, it felt like, you know, he he was even shocked to have been brought back. You know, like had you ever woken your parents up before they were ready to be woken up and got them to make you breakfast? That's what Carl Stefanovic looked like for the first three months of doing the show. He just seemed a little out of place. If we're going to be bold, um, you know, rumoured says here that Carl has re-signed with Nine, uh, a new deal is in place, and not the, obviously, the I Mega Millions. I think they've confirmed that, mate. That's yeah, confirmed. but but in, in that, um, yes, they've confirmed it, but of course they're not going to talk dollars is what I meant. Yeah, It's right. significantly less. The rumour is that there is a big bonus on improvement. So if the Today Show lifts and does what it's supposed to do, i.e. they want it to win, then there's you know, a big uh, contribution that comes Carl's way if yes, that happens. should be. Um, and look, rightly so. People that are digging, and uh, to be fair, not just Carl, all of them, but, you know, yeah. that's that's who we're talking about. The flip side is that for Michael Pell, he's in a real pickle because his usual um, kind of, to be frank, wealth of options that he has when the Today Show come knocking is let's put on a big rock concert on the harbour and get some big international talent mm. in or do some big stunt, kind of let's take, you know, uh, the team and fly them around the world and do a show in a different country every day, whatever, cannot do it. So yeah, well, he's had to, to ship be... the cash cow costume up to Queensland because he can't focus on that market because they can't get up here. Hyperlocal, right? That's right. And to some degree, that's been a benefit for today to have Tim in Queensland because mm-hmm. that keeps them there. It sees that, you know, we're, like every market is parochial, but when you see your state there, that's what you get to enjoy. And oh, reflect, oh, they care about us. When you have nobody in Queensland for the Sunrise team doing that because no one could get there, um, all of a sudden you've got to do silly things like post the, you know, cash cow to Brisbane. His podiums must be going through the roof. Uh, to the Primetime's rating race now, and while Plate of Origin has turned out to be a bit of a stinker for seven, the network did manage to pull off another weekly ratings win. Despite having the all-conquering block, Channel 9 came second in network shares, and the Mars Singer wasn't enough to keep Channel 10 ahead of the ABC. Malk, are there any other standout stories from the week? It, it's It's been... Um a really interesting show uh, around that prime time, early first half of the week. Obviously, the later half when the AFL is on screen, and, and look, we're seeing that right now play on at weird times. Tuesday night football? Like, what's that? And when has that been a thing? Uh, but, of course, relegated to seven mate predominantly, 
because they've got commitments with Plate of Origin. I don't know how long that'll last. Um, absolutely disappointment, as we've talked about before, that Plate of Origin has been struggling for seven, uh, so much so that they have shrunk it down to two nights a week, Monday and Tuesday, and they are racing forward uh, the all-new Monty guys and gals into the Sunday 7 o'clock time slot to try and help lift the start of their week. Now, that's only three weeks long, three episodes. Mm. Uh, will it be enough? Look, it's going to have a tough sell up against the block room reveals because, as you said, that's where the big money is for nine. I think the biggest story, Rob, is that all of the numbers after 7.30 are just lower than we expect for everything, yeah. for every show. Mm. They're all sliding down. The Masked Singer is a bit of a highlight, but it's on the back end of it. And when it finishes, what fills the front end for 10? I, I tell you what, the biggest uh, devastation for my kids when The Mars Singer ends will be those Foster Grant commercials will be gone. My kids walk around the house <laughs> with Sonny's on going, uh, who's behind those Foster Grants? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Pulling God. them down just like Danny Minogue. They, they don't oh, have that weird rainbow dress my that God. she wears. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Australian Academy of Cinema and Television Arts has announced the Actor Reg Grundy Award, which will provide... $50,000 to help develop the next big winning idea for an original Australian screen format. The award aims to grow our output in unscripted entertainment and help fund compelling original unscripted Australian entertainment formats. It's open to Australians from all walks of life and across all experience levels who can demonstrate they have an idea that is original, viable and has the all-important entertainment factor. Sarah, this is a great idea, but what chance does an idea that comes through this actually have a chance of getting up on a broadcast network and how can we be sure it's not going to be hijacked by people in the industry? Uh, it probably will be hijacked by people in the industry because everybody yeah. in the industry loves to take an idea and claim it for themselves. Um, so, you know, it's like the whole inventor thing, like do you have an invention idea, send it to this thing and, you know, we'll help you get it done. But I like the idea because everybody has good ideas well, most people have good ideas. Um, <laughs> wow. some, Fair enough. Some people have good ideas. Um, and there's, there's a couple a of, of people don't. in the industry that have good ideas. There's one um, idea and we share it on a roster basis. <laughs> and there's that whole thing, I forget, there's actually a technical name for it where two people can have the same idea at different places in the world at the same time. And that's it's why you plagiarism. No, 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 like it's no, a legit no, thing. Silly. Like two people yes. will have like an idea like how to hem a pen and it's like one person claims the other person stole their ideas, but it actually it like organically came to both of them and yes. one of them patented and it didn't. So that you know that as soon as somebody's like, you know, they bring up a TV show for something, everyone else will be like, I had that idea, but I never mm. made it. Um, so uh, I, I do like it because I think that there's plenty of good ideas out there and Lord knows that the TV industry could use some help to get some original crap on television. Please. But, Ben, do you think, you know, we live in an age where look at what Seven are doing. Seven are going after heritage brands. They know that there is safety in having the voice, Big Brother, Farmer Wants a Wife, you know. So, really, how open in this time where every dollar counts, how open do we think these network programmers are going to be to having a new format? Well, I think it's really trying times and I think it's going to be really interesting to see who takes the risks and who takes the gambles on, on what ideas. I think we ourselves don't even know in Australia how we feel at the moment about what content we really want to be engaged with. When we come out of these lockdowns, are we going to be drawn to, uh, you know, nothing too serious? And this is the gamble that a big executives are going to need to take is if you want to play with the big boys, you're going to have to step outside of that that area, which is very safe, that Seven's going to go for with you know uh nostalgic familiarity you know you're gonna have to be ballsy i mean whoever pitched the lego masters it's so simple but it just <laughs> clicked you know yeah. and that's what we need to do that's if you are a true leader of this industry and a true understand and you understand your audiences those shows like lego masters i think is really important the mass singer when we all heard about the mass singer and i could probably point fingers at everyone in the tv black box room no one said that show was going to be any good 
No one did. Everyone was like, bow, bow. and then as soon as it started, it kind of was like the show that we needed. I, I just wasn't sure. I wasn't confident that, you know, some people, and I still am not, honestly. I don't know how it rates at all. Uh, but I have to know who the people are. But that's the challenge. It's two minutes within an hour-long format that I care about. I don't care about them singing. I care about who the person behind the mask is. Look, the real, the real challenge for the industry in Australia is the original portion of this idea. How do we come up with something new, something that isn't a variant on an existing format? Because all we have seen this year in primetime is new ideas fail yeah that that's truth to that plate of origin pooch perfect have not done well what's what what succeeded um merit at first sight season eight i think it was um Mm -hmm. master chef season 11 12 something 10 11 teen um yeah Mm -hmm. like a big one for master chef um like these are the things that have gone well and i have to tell you in in my obliviousness i cannot believe that i missed this what's coming after the master singer for 10 of course, it's master, Junior MasterChef. Yeah. And yeah. I just saw a promo for it, my first one. Holy crap. It looks amazing. So the wow. new judges, a whole bunch of young people, I think they've pitched the ad perfectly. If I was mm-hmm. the producers of The Block, I'd be shit scared. And if I was Channel 7 trying to force SAS Australia down our throats, I'd be thinking again. Yeah, but no. SAS Australia has come out of the gate strong. It was I'm really excited hard. for Not SAS. A- yeah, it was off the radar and really you can thank Chappelle Corby for this sure. because it has garnered that show so much um, publicity. And when you see the promos for that, you go, I'm interested in what seeing what What are you going to sit happens. down and watch with your kids? Oh, we'll totally be watching MasterChef, but, uh, you know. I think there'll be a catch-up component both. to SAS Australia. Mm. Absolutely. I'm just saying that it won't be people's, I'm going to sit, like it won't be their appointment television. It'll be their catch-up television. 4,000 yeah. comments per per post on a Daily Mail. Can't be wrong. People in Australia are genuinely interested in Chappelle Corby because those comments are fairly outrageous, but that is reflecting a much bigger number. So I think that Chappelle Corby is going to really deliver and I think it's going to really shock people. The raw number doesn't tell us the answer, though. Sorry to jump in on you, Sarah. I know you want to say something. I no, think that fine. the truth behind SAS Australia is going to be how many people tune in again, like always, for episode two, episode three, because sure. of those 4,000 comments, I can't give you a split, but I can tell you a pretty high proportion of them are what the hell is she doing on TV? She is a criminal. But they enough will watch. to watch. But I think people will watch for other than that, because, like, even I got put up for that show, but it was like I thought it was – I would have loved to have done it because it was – like I love Bear Grylls and when he would do the celebrity episodes and it was like, mm-hmm. you know, one-on-one, he would take him out mm-hmm. because it's always fascinating for people to see celebrities. And that's why people like, uh, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here because you see celebrities sure. and they think people assume that they're pampered and that they live their life on red carpets and, you know, having their makeup done. And they don't realize that people have a life outside of television. Then they may be strong or they could be piss weak. We don't know. But here's an experience where we get to see them go through shit that normal people could not do it. Yeah. And here they are pushing themselves through. And then the other thing is, is everyone's in a 1984 style lockdown right now. And here's some people who actually managed to get out and like escape into the wilderness. And to me, that's like pretty cool that like, like I, I would right now in order to not be on lockdown five kilometers, you know, within my five kilometer bubble in Melbourne, I would be climbing mm-hmm. a mountain and doing anything to get out of that. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, and cool. we are thinking of all our, television friends down in Melbourne who are doing it tough during lockdown. And, um, you know, I would actually like to take this point to say that we are genuinely thinking of you. And if you are feeling just a little bit out of sorts, don't forget Beyond Blue has a special coronavirus hotline. Look out for that. It's an easy Google. And reach out on Twitter. Say day. You know, like we'd love to hear from you. All right, moving on. And 10 has released a new promo highlighting the drama, the feels, the WTFs and the meltdowns coming soon on its new multi-channel, 10 Shake. The new channel, which is expected to launch later this month, will target guilty pleasure programming from 6pm every night. Launch highlights will include The Charlotte Show, Catfish, The TV Show, Teen Mom, Teen Mom Australia. That's an interesting one. Teen Mom Australia. Ridiculousness. Just Tattoo of Us, Lip Sync Battle, Comedy Central Roasts, Inside Amy Schumer, Drunk History, The Late Late Show with James Gordon and many, many more. Sarah, what did you think of the promo and what do you think of the lineup? Um, I think it's white trash television. 
um, or the Bogan <laughs> Network. Um, so uh, I think if you live in a trailer park, you might enjoy this network. Um, and uh, but otherwise, it's pro- I do enjoy Drunk History. So um, that one's good. But everything else, I'm like, mm, I guess when you're kind of half drunk or pulling a bong, it might be good viewing. Sarah. I've got to say, I thought this was a woeful promo that did nothing to get me in. I thought it was terribly You're also not the target audience, though, Rob. Let's be fair. That was my next point too, Mark. I do agree. I'm not the target audience for this, and it has no appeal to me whatsoever. But I get, I I totally accept that it's not for me. It's not designed to be for me. It'll be for people watching their phone while they're standing in line at Centrelink. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, you look, probably not, Sarah, given that if that's the case as far as what you think, they probably wouldn't want to spend their valuable data on streaming Tenshape. Um, <laughs> besides, during the day, it's all kids' content and none of that. Um, it is. But here's it, the thing. Can I make a bold prediction, Mark? Sure, won't, Rob. Won't rate. <laughs> ABC, because people think with ABC Kids does really well, maybe we'll take that audience. Parents don't want to put their kids in front of TV with commercials. That's why they love ABC Kids. My sure, apologies, sir. The, no, no, and, and the real challenge on that is that how it rates during the day, who gives a shit? Like, reality, prime time. What's going to happen between 6pm and midnight? And Because yeah. that's what happens for the, the shares. That's what we see pop up yeah. for the TV networks. And this is an excellent use of Viacom CBS content, uh, particularly... MTV content. It makes me think of a certain article that popped up on the TV Black Box website oh, nearly a year ago where <laughs> some um, interesting human wrote that mm. Channel 10 would be putting up a multi-channel that was filled with MTV Australia content. I remember oh, him saying that. That was me. Yes, um, and I remember you copped a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of crap over there. And I still will because, oh, it's not all of it and during the day it's Nickelodeon content. Oh, fine, whatever. Like, but, yeah, 90% fair, of this is just MTV stuff. Oh, everything it's in that promo for Shake was all of the, the, the nighttime content. Drama, more because like that's diarrhea. What trying to sell. It was, it's disappointing to see the way it rolls out. And, and, look, I'm lucky enough that I get to have access to MTV um, a couple of different ways, and the only show on that that I'm going to really regularly tune into will be Ridiculousness, because I do right now. Um, but I'll absolutely check out, <laughs> you know, James Corden, the Comedy Central roast stuff, because it's not just, you know, let's all, um, you know, here's the William Shatner roast, though they are a part of that universe. The roasts It's also going to be, sorry? The roasts, the roasts are good. good. There yeah, can be some really, really good ones. Uh, but it's they've now also got basically down to a, a TV show where they are schooling, they're, they're getting comedians on as if they're roasting someone and then schooling them and challenging them like a competition. Um, hmm. It's a roast battle, I think it's called. But it's it's there's that kind of stuff, right? Drunk History cancelled. So we're only going to get sort of replay stuff on that. But, look, it's, it's an interesting lineup. I think it will do... It'll be lucky to pull a percent every night, certainly for the first while. But I think once we get into summer, I think it'll come into its own for 10. Are they showing the Australian version of Drunk History or the American one? That will be the American one because the Australian version is about to start on 10. The American Mm -hmm. one is really good. Mark, what I would say about it not actually being called MTV, Mm -hmm. a rose by any other name still smells as sweet. Oh, quite. But look, I, look, and I, I said all that before, just being a smartass, right? I don't care that I was right. That was just a, a catch to the fact that I had excellent sources who gave me some great information in a really timely fashion that took 12 months really to pay off, but it paid off. Yep. And all well right. done. Well done, Mark. A scoop is a scoop and it's a bloody good scoop. And now it's time for Hatches and Dispatches with Sarah. Gracias, Rob. New Zealand's largest independent commercial broadcaster, MediaWorks, and Discovery have announced they have reached a binding agreement regarding the sale of MediaWorks' free-to-air TV business. TV Black Box can reveal the new season of Ellen will return to Channel 9 in its traditional midday time slot from September. There were suggestions 9 was looking to turn its back on the show after ongoing bad publicity surrounding the show and its understood negotiations have been ongoing for some time. But as 9 exclusively confirmed to TV Black Box, the show is coming back after a two-week break. The ABC has appointed longtime collaborator and creative Todd Abbott as its new head of comedy, overseeing the public broadcaster's diverse slate of award-winning programs. 
ABC News has unveiled its new presenting lineup for Seven News Western Australia, with Pamela Medlin to anchor the flagship bulletin Monday to Thursday and Charlotte Hamlin Friday to Sunday. The changes follows longtime presenter James McHale's announcement that he's departing the role. His final bulletin will be Friday, September 11. SBS has appointed Mandy Wicks as the next Director of News and Current Affairs. Currently, SBS's Director of Audio and Language Content, she will take on the new role from late September 2020. And that was a lot of this week's Hatches and Dispatches. Thank you, Sarah. Coming up, we're going to talk to Julia Morris uh, for what will be and what is a fascinating interview. And there we go. The door is open. TV Black Bolt is coming your way with the juiciest inside goss from the television industry. We'll be right back. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ben, Rob, and Robbo. It's the most talked about TV show that's not on TV. And I think you guys are amazing. With raw, honest opinions. This was not a mistake. This was a lie. Exclusive stories. Some industry insiders have been talking about this. Is that a Ben Robin Robbo exclusive? And plenty of famous faces. I'm not wasting these gold moments on 60 Minutes. (laughs) The Ben Robin Robbo Show is the new way to stream your news. This is the stuff that headlines are made of. Live every Monday to Thursday. Thursday at 1pm Australian Eastern Standard Time on Ticker TV or Facebook and Twitter at BRR Show. Watch live or on demand. It's Well, last week, Julia Morris was unmasked as Kitten on The Masked Singer and we got a chance to catch up with her on the Ben Robin Robber Show. Have a listen and please wait around for one of the funniest TV stories you are ever going to hear. And I say that, building it up like a big promo, but at <laughs> this one, we'll have a payoff. And <laughs> would you believe the one and only Julia Morris is with us now. Julia, welcome to the Ben Robin Robbo Show. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> now, look, you've done a lot of crazy things in your life, but surely this was one of the craziest. Well, you're absolutely right. I've done some insane stuff over the years, but uh, this was not only one of the craziest, it was genuinely one of the more enjoyable things that I've done. And I'm not sure if that's actually Stockholm Syndrome talking because I have been in the house uh, for just on 25 weeks. So to get out was going to be a pleasure anyway. (laughs) But to get in that great big costume and just uh, not have to be anything else other than a singer was a real treat. But you genuinely seem to be having the time of your life. Yeah, I was having a ball. I I was having an absolute ball. I I realised how... Silly the kitty looked. It was fun. The songs were great. The crew were amazing. So it was, honestly, it was really exciting to be back making television again. Yeah, but one of my favourite bits was the very end of the show uh, last night when you had the head off and you were just (laughs) singing your heart out. And even though you've had a bad back during that time, you got on the, you did a a very Julia Morris thing. You got on your back, you gave it your all. You're like, stuff the back, I'll deal with that later. And you got out there and you had a go. I wanted to be like a proper kitty and get on the floor and get a little tummy scratch from Osher. Uh, that was that was really most of my motivation for the end there. Plus, I had nothing to lose by then. I, when they said my name, I have to say I, I got a little bit. I had one of those sort of teary, odd breathing moments. You know when you get a. Oh, I had one of those oh. ones. I know. Talk about way too invested, but. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> so I was so disappointed. But once the once I was revealed, you know, it, it was it was so much fun then to have that final scene. Well, talk about revealing. The other day, you were accidentally outed as kitten on Two GB by the designer. Did the producers lose their minds when that happened? Well, luckily that's all out of my pay grade. That is such a, a long way from anything that I, I get exposed to. But I, I I mean, mind you, Tim did make a series of the most exquisite costumes I've ever seen in my lifetime. <laughs> I don't I believe that, for one moment you didn't hear what was being said about being out. You know what, though? I think because he's so he's so warm and he's so lovely. Oh, there was and, nothing mean you know, in it. He, it was a pure accident. You've got to feel for the absolutely. guy. Absolutely. And Deb Knight is a kick-ass journalist. <laughs> and she did, I think she, I don't know whether it was on purpose or not, but she did that old journalistic trick where you say it like it's factual. And yes. I kind of think unless, unless he was actually watching the show the night before, he has just seen it live for the last however many weeks. Yes. That he would know I was going this week, but he That's wouldn't right. necessarily have known whether it was that night or this night or or, <laughs> or what. And in interviews, I imagine he's not really used to lying. Yes. So yes, he, which is what you have to do sometimes in these interviews. But I know you would absolutely. never lie to me, Julia. I haven't told a lie since 1973. <laughs> well, is is... Not telling your kids about this a form of lying? Yes. <laughs> yes, it definitely is. Well, I, I didn't want to put them under that pressure yeah. so that it was their secret to keep. I mean, you know, uh, we're sitting on secrets all year in this industry. You yes. would be the same. We all are. And there's a right time to reveal and there's a wrong time to reveal and you just really hope it doesn't come out of your head at that moment. <laughs> well, look, Channel 10 <laughs> seem to love you and even in these challenging times, they're determined to bring back I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Yeah, which is very exciting for me because, uh, I, you know, nobody really knows when they're going to be working, how they're going to be working, in what form they're going to be working. I don't even know where, where we are going to be working at the moment. Um, well, there's it's obviously been it's the New South Wales coast, uh, up no, in New South Wales, right? Not as far as I know. That definitely, um, I, I believe they've got a number of things in place. And September is what we've been waiting for. September for the government's announcement, the federal government's announcement as to whether we can go wheels up and return to our beloved Kruger National Park. Yes. Uh, or I assume they have another number of options standing by. I mean... Well, I've got to tell you, I actually love the idea of you guys using northern New South Wales. So what people may not know is that's where the English version is set. They come out here to Australia, filming a property right on the border here in Queensland. And I thought, geez, it's so close, I could pop down and say good day, uh, whether I'm invited or not, Julia. <laughs> but you know what? We also have been rumoured to be in the Blue Mountains for years. So are uh, we just true. returning to the Blue Mountains set? <laughs> <laughs> I know you haven't been in the Blue Mountains. I know you've been in South Africa, but I think an Australian version would be quite interesting because yeah. uh, we've gotten back to that idea of, you know, that they, they had that scariness of being in another country. It just it wouldn't hurt the show in any way, shape or form to do it in New South Wales, I don't think. Hey, look, um, when I interviewed you last year for the McKnight Tonight podcast, you told me a very personal story about a mishap that happened on the set of I'm a Celebrity and... Uh, and your brand-new trailer, I want you to share that story with the guys. Can I ask it again? I know it got talked about a bit when, when we talked about it. Uh, it's one of my favourite TV stories ever. Well, also, it ended up being one of Kitten's clues. Uh, Did it really? A, yeah, it was a clue about <laughs> a tradie. I um, There was something with a, like a, with a plunger. Uh, but what, I mean, it, honestly, it's, it is one of the more embarrassing stories of my lifetime, but... Uh, they built me a little um, a little cabin, and not just me, for the doctor and I, because we're we're so remote. They they built us like a, it's a, con, a shipping container that they made into a little kind of section for us to trailer, sit in, like the movie stars yeah. have. Totally. <laughs> so the guys who run the unit now, unit are the uh, the guys and girls who look after the set uh, everywhere around the tech base, what have you. So. A chap came up and he said, listen, I just want to let you know that your toilet is not connected, so please, uh, we're getting to it. I promise you it'll be done by tomorrow. 
if it flushes, it's working, but it's not working yet. So <laughs> awkward. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't go to the bathroom. So I was like, no, of course, I'll go down to the port or do what most people do in television, which is just hold it till you get home and then, like, violently tap the key on your front door because you're so <laughs> desperate to get through the door. You're just like, this, anyone who can't swim We've grab a key in trouble. So bad. So then the next morning I came in and I flushed it and I thought, well, there's the flush. It's working. Beautiful. And there's nothing quite like getting up at 4.30 in the morning and having a coffee as the first thing that you do in your day. So without, you know, I'm not going to give you too many details because nobody really needs to hear it, but... I went to the bathroom, which I'm always grateful for at this age. And then I just sat in the trailer, got dressed, you know, got ready to go up to studio. And um, a knock came at the sliding door. And there was a chap to say, oh, um, can you please not use the the toilet facility? And I said, no, no, uh, someone spoke to me yesterday and they said, don't use it until it flushes and once it flushes you're fine so it's actually flushing now it's fine he's like it's 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 not fine (laughs) so I was like okay I won't use it moving forward anyway whatever okay thank you anyway so I get all dressed up I come out Chris comes out of his trailer at the same time I see the lovely Stephen Tate who is one of the executives for Channel 10 running up the street kind of pointing and everyone's sort of standing around pointing at my cabinet, I don't understand what's happening, and I turn around and there's just a couple of little sweet poo-poos on the, on the road. <laughs> I love how you say it, a and couple an, of sweet little poo-poos, not a big giant. an open drain. I'm like, what is happening? I could <laughs> see Stephen approaching. I'm like, that, that, that is my poo-poo on the road. Then I see the doctor come out of his cabin. He's like, what's happening? I'm like, nothing's happening. Do you even need to be out yet? He's like, what are you talking about? And with that, I'm trying to hide it from Stephen Like, You don't really need, do you really need your executive producer, you know, bright and early in the morning having a little look at your poo-poo? So I was like, good morning. And Stephen goes, I've seen it. I was like, no. No. He said, I saw it roll out. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I don't even eh. And then I think everyone worries about is the celebrity going to spiral out of control? So everyone was sort of sweetly trying to manage me about my poo-poo on the road. Oh, hardly anyone saw it. Oh, no, only the 500 people that just walked past it on their way to set saw it, but apart from that. And then the doctor's making kiwi fruit jokes. He's like, no, it's good to see you keeping up the kiwi lover. I'm like, don't even speak to me. I don't even want to speak to anyone about this situation. <laughs> so I'm just like, if you have, if you have taken a dump on a road, uh, on set in Africa, um, there's really not a lot else to hide. <laughs> if you haven't taken a dump in front of your workmates, you haven't lived. Let's be honest. <laughs> you have not lived. Boom. I mean, I mean, oh. the fact that anyway, we're not gonna. Okay, I took Look, a photo of it, and then I, I was gonna talk oh, about. Oh, is there it a photo? Stand-up. I haven't seen I took, the photo. Oh, I've never released the photo, <laughs> but it's there. It, it, it's just you know what the story's more fun than the photo. Let me put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right there. I, I think you're hundred percent right. <laughs> Look, I do appreciate you indulging me because uh, I know last time you told that story to me, uh, it got picked up in the media on the Daily Mail. <laughs> And stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah, Star does. Star takes furious shit in street. What? What? I didn't. I just. You can ask Stephen Tate. He saw it roll out. Yeah. If I can, if I can break the code of trust, he was the one who originally told me the story. That's how I knew. <laughs> it's right. Well, it's become quite. I don't. I'm not sure it's a story to dine out on, but uh, it's certainly one of those stories that when anyone hears it, they're just like. I can't even cope oh, with. I love it. I've I got a laughing even, headache. I, I can't even do a pichareta with someone in the next <laughs> stall to me. You can imagine how I feel about, you know, rolling one out in Africa. Oh. I'm like, come on. And then I wanted to, and then I'm like, I'll, I'll pick it up. And the unit guys are like, no, 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 you must not pick that up. You're in wardrobe. I'm like, mate. I'm the only one to pick that up on anybody near it. <laughs> <laughs> Get the glass. Uh, it was like hanging out with Tootsie. You... <laughs> Tootsie, my puppy dog. Do you... <laughs> I 
hoped. I hoped. Uh, Julia, thank you so much. The Mars Singer continues on Monday night at 7.30 and 10 on Win. Julia will be going back for the finale, and we've got some news about that in entertainment because there have been more developments about the finale today. Julia, we are big fans of yours here at the Ben Robin Robbo Show. Thank you for being with us. Love you guys. Thank you. Guys, God, I love that woman. I She's just one of the nicest people in television. Um, one of my faves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ben, absolutely. the door is open. <laughs> Let's get some TV Black Vault juicy goodness. Goodness? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, last week what I gave away, which had the most amount of votes and granted... It did get revealed anyway in the media and it was a part of today's show, but the insider dropped this celebrity's name of the mass Singer, the Pussycat, and every week since it launched freakishly, someone knew would leak the name of the girl behind the mask. How did this not say secret? That was in relation to Julia Morris. Yes. And I feel bad because I'd have to throw four different people under the bus for who told me this, but I'm such a big Julia Morris fan that people in the industry were leaking it to me because it's quite well known that I love her. Um, yes. Shouldn't this week's first uh, TV Black Vault be which host of a three-person panel got very upset because due to technical problems he couldn't interview his idol? Okay, well, I'll give that away as the answer. The answer, <laughs> Julia Morris... Benjamin Norris literally <laughs> threw a tantrum. Not it never happening again. Wow. I'm the worst person ever. Okay, I'm going to move on to this week's. Try moving on when you've made a deal with the devil worth tens of thousands of dollars. One thing is for sure, TV is a battlefield even when love is used as the bait. Ooh. Wow. Kyle Sanderlings. <laughs> <laughs> One minor celebrity thought the phrase was apply and demand. Inevitably, that wasn't, a, that wasn't good economics, even when you feel you're above the show you're applying for. Oh, Kyle Smith. <laughs> I have one He's more definitely. for this week. Oh, which here was, yeah. oh, here we go. Which show which, did Sarah Monahan? Which former child star finally uh-huh. got accepted onto a TV show and had to pull out because Australia won't let anybody into the country? Oh, oh no! no. Oh, hang on, Sarah. hang on. I know this one. Kyle Sanderland. <laughs> Sarah! Finally! Oh, finally, oh, people no. were like, oh, yeah, we like Sarah. And the Australian gum was like, yeah, screw you, you can't come. That's rubbish. Oh, Sarah. Are you not even allowed to come and do, like, two weeks quarantine? Well, I could, but I couldn't leave again. That's oh. the thing. They're not letting people back out again. So it's like... Can we guess the show? Really? I would have sure. thought that they would kick people out quicker than they would let them in. <laughs> like, I think you'd be really good on Celebrity Apprentice. So yes. my guess is Celebrity Apprentice. Yes, that was the one. That's disappointing. Yeah. Oh, I would have loved to see kick so some ass on Celebrity Apprentice. You would have so. kicked ass on that show. I, well, I, you know yeah. what? You get Next the year. goss on this show, that's for sure. And that brings us to the end of TV Black Box. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Mog. Thank you, Sarah. What Thank a lovely... you, Rob. Thank you, Carl Sanderland. Oh, we love Carl Sanderland. <laughs> and don't forget, for the latest news and lots of exclusives, we break the stories that others refuse to report on. We break them at tvblackbox.com.au. We're not afraid to come. Get ahead of the curve. Be the one at the water cooler telling your friends what's happening in the TV industry just by going to tvblackbox.com.au. We'll see you next week. Adios. Adios.